Why, hello there. <laughs> Does having the camera on you make bring out your inner 70s uh, porn star? Or your inner 70s, uh, whatever else happens in the 70s? I don't know anything about the 70s. No, it brings out my uh, inner Tim Curry. Oh, I approve of that. I approve of that. Is my microphone on? Yeah. Let's see. Excellent. 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 Excelente. You're drinking a Pepsi in front of me, Stephen? I've been drinking seltzer for quite a while now. And this is the first time I've actually, I'm drinking a soda soda. Squiggle. Okay. Okay. This is a judgment-free zone. You can drink soda. You can drink seltzer. I'm going to drink water. See if I can. Nope. It doesn't make me do a slurp noise. <coughs> That's how I drink water. I drink it and then I cough. Just like that. Got to get the hands in it too. Oh, always got to do that double hand motion. Yeah, it's part of it's part of sucking. You know, it makes it full body. Who doesn't love a full body workout? Uh, old people, lazy people, fat people, skinny people, um, vegetables, wrong people. Wrong people, right people, left people. Uh, I'm willing to bet Boris Johnson. Short people. What about tall people? Do you think tall people? I don't think tall people. I don't think tall people because they make me, you know, <laughs> I don't think about tall people. <laughs> Just like I don't think about short people because they also make me. <laughs> and I guess, honestly, also then, People at my own height make me, because I look them right in the eyes. And it seems I have the floor to myself. So what would I do? They just say, go up and start talking. And what do you start talking about? Well, honestly, you give a presentation on how to make corn casserole. You talk about the ingredients, you know, the corn and the corn and the corn. Uh, I love corn. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Makes me want some some corn real bad. Did I show you that TikTok? Yes, I loved it. It was perfect. I think it's equivalent to Jennifer Coolidge being in Scooby-Doo is equivalent to replacing characters in any movie with the Muppets. I would be on board with it. Just no questions asked. It's not acknowledged. She's just there in the same way that you replace an entire cast with the Muppets. You know? I'm down for it. I am down for it. All right, we've got no tomfoolery out. Should we start? Well, Stephen, would you like to do the thing? Because I don't, I don't feel very confident in my skills of upon which to be eloquent and say a thing that 
makes people want to listen to us. And I would just feel better if you did it. Could you do that again? I was making a sucking noise. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We are your two diabolical numbskulls here. I'm Steve Vixen with... Hey, everybody. My name's Matt. And welcome to Nerdy Gays. Really? really nerdy Gays. Where we are gay and we're nerdy. Really, it's true. It's really true. Can you believe that, Stephen? Did I, did I shock you into silence? A little bit. That unison that we just had with the really was completely impromptu for everybody out there. And I am shocked at how perfect it was. So there's my shock. Shock and awe. Stephen. And that was, uh, that was Locke. Stephen. Shock, lock and awe. I don't know what the people are going to think about that, Stephen. They are going to think... I replaced Beryl, and why did I replace Beryl? And Beryl is the most unrememorable one, so I replaced him with Awe. See, I already forgot what you were talking about, so... (laughs) (laughs) I uh, There was no premise to that. Steven, you're a fool. I said uh, diabolical maniacs, so yeah, I kind of, I agree with that. Hey, Steven... Yes, Matt. April Fools, I don't actually think you're a fool. I value you <sighs> and everything that you represent. And I think my life has been greatly improved upon knowing you. I shouldn't have prefaced that with April Fools because then it sounds like all of that's a fool. Only the part about me calling you a fool was the fool. I'm not really good at pranks. Sacre bleu. The shock. The betrayal. You know, I'm actually good at scaring people. I had to stop because I almost gave a few people a heart attack that way. And I didn't want to kill anybody. But I also like when people scare me and make me crap my pants. So I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's balanced. I love scaring people. Scaring people is fun. Apparently at work, I'm the most scary person in the building. And I'm just like, how the hell? I'm five five short way next to nothing what's so scary about me my pomeranian temper you're just a you're just a literal like i imagine they do a cut to you it's your body double but they just have a stick standing there like they just went outside and grabbed a branch scary yes i am like the pencil version of spongebob if you will Oh, yeah. Oh, Stephen, I don't know if I agree or disagree with that. Well, I'm scary. Oh, yeah, because he's scary and he's thin. Yep. Stephen, you're tall, you're skinny, you're scary, and you're a little bit of a bitch. <gasps> ra, ra, ooh, ra, ra. Ra, ra, ooh, mum, ra. Mum, ra. I don't, what show is mum, ra from? Skeletor. He's from Thundercats. Okay. No. I never, I, I, Skeletor. Skeletor. Oh, no. Damn, that, was bad. that was a bad Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor. I don't, I can't, I can't. 
makes me want a Skeletor real bad. <laughs> that's the only, <laughs> apparently that's the only way I can do that voice is by starting with that. Well, the only way I can do Skeletor is by doing the <laughs> thing. Like it, it just, it gets my vocals in the right spot. I'm really bad at doing accents, but I'm really good at doing them when I'm not trying to do them. So if I were to sit here and try and do a specific accent, I would totally butcher it. But if I just let my mind go and start talking, it would go into like total fluency for whatever whatever accent I was doing. Well, that is why so many people call me different nationalities because I listen to it once and then I do the Madonna thing and it just turns on. I've got a customer at work. She calls me Peter. She knows my name. I have a name tag on, so it does say my name. She just always calls me Peter and I never once correct her because she is a sweet little old lady and I love her. And she's been teaching me French and it's just, she'll say a word and I'll repeat it. Same exact French accent. And it's just, merci. Sometimes people have, sometimes certain names fit people better. And when I used to work retail, I would just randomly call people by other names. And if you own it, they'll respond. I used to work with this woman, Matilda, and she was the loving motherly type, but I always just called her Ramona. Hey, Ramona, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? And that was it. How you doing, sweetheart? That was not a fool's. That was not an April fool's. Steven, I am very excited for this episode. Are you? I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, I just, all I got to do is just look and I trip you up. Yes, success for this episode. For the record, the th- get away from me. Get away from me, Stephen. This is not, this is, I'm putting, perfect. Turn that light off so I can't see you. I'm putting the, I'm putting my notes in front of your face. Now I want to see you. Come back to me, Stephen. Baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. It's totally my fault because I did it on purpose. Baby, come back. That's it. It's it's a good thing that so many record company executives listen to this podcast. It really is. I'm never going to get a deal. (laughs) You're not, but I am. They're going to take one listen to me and be like, why do we not have that man signed yet? And I'm going to say, I don't know. Why don't you? And they're going to say, do you want to come over? And I'm going to say, that seems inappropriate. And then they're going to say, no, it's just business. And I'm going to say, well, can I bring my ensemble, my entourage, my concierge, my prima donna, my ooh-la-la, and they're going to say, as long as you touch my ding-ding-dong. <laughs> That's not what they're going to say, Stephen. They're going to look me dead in the eyes and say, of course you can, because you are a once-in-a-lifetime immeasurable talent, and I will do whatever it takes to sign you to my label. April Fool's. I don't think I fooled anybody with that. I didn't. I was being serious. I'm never serious.
mischief managed. Now, I've got a very important question for you. Before we start, I just want everyone out there listening, I want the people to know that we themed this episode around the idea of April Fool's and we don't know what we're going to talk about. You don't know what I'm going to ask you. And I have no idea what you're going to ask me. The only rules we set for ourselves were, I want you to trip me up. I want you to make me laugh. And I want you to, that's not what we, where's my note? Mew, mew, mew. I want you to trip me up, throw me for a loop and, or make me laugh. So Steven, if you think you've got what it takes, please. Cause I know. I have the goods. Just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, I've already started and I've been going at it. So now back to my question. Shoot. Not me, but somebody else. How do you feel about riboflavin? Riboflavin? That's that's some science shit that I didn't pay attention to because I'll tell you why. I remember in high school when I took biology class and we had to dissect the cats and we had cats in the classroom that we were cutting open and then they threw our cats away so we had to go in the dumpster and dig out eight dead cats from the back of the school and that's why i don't know what riboflavin is it's just vitamins and nutrients that's in kool-aid steven do i look like i drink kool-aid but that's from white chicks are you not a white chick? How did you know? Oof, thank Lord. I love this song. Can the people can the people see me like shaking my head and doing the just imagine it's white Terry Cruz. That's that's I'll cut out five minutes. Uh, there's like a, a five minutes of silence, and then people can imagine that. And that's what it looks like. That's what you're experiencing right now. And isn't it impressive? It is totally impressive. Steven, let me ask you a question. In the context of this podcast, who do you think is the hero? Oh, I totally am the villain. I'm the villain. There might be two anti-heroes, but I am definitely closer to the villain. So you're the villain of this podcast? Totally am. What does that mean? That means Gears, Gears, Gears. Guillermo's del Toro. Gears Yelmo's del Toro. And light bulb fried. So that means that you are thinking, 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 and you're out of a plan. Yes. What kind of villain is that? Uh, the villain who just wants pure chaos and destruction. <gasps> I get to light fires. I am no longer selling matches. I am the one burning buildings and lighting the matches and throwing them into garbage cans where children are digging little cats. What the fuck is going on? I'm just picking back off of everything you've said so far. <laughs> okay, I'm a, I'm along for the ride at this point. I, I don't know what's going to happen and... And that's what makes me the villain because you are in the back seat and I'm in the front and I'm driving us off the cliff. So if you're the villain, what does that make me? I said we were a pair of anti-heroes, but I'm closer to the more villainous side. That didn't answer my question. It totally did because an anti-hero is technically not a villain, 
but also not a hero, but it falls within the paradigm of hero and villains. It's not so black and white and more in a morally gray area. I'm glad it's not black and white because I don't want to talk about race on this podcast. Not for me, thanks. Oh, I love talking races. Can we talk about Drag Race? Can we talk about all the new tracks that are coming to Mario Kart? Did I tell you? Oh, don't get me started. I finally got a copy of Mario Kart. (gasps) Okay, we have to play online. We have to play online. I will say, unpopular opinion incoming. Mario Kart is more fun than Super Smash Brothers. Not unpopular. I tend to have more fun with Mario Kart because there was a time where I used to host Mario Kart parties and we would play and I would switch out my carts to whatever theme I wanted to be. And my favorite was called Yoshi Butt Sex. Mario Karties. <gasps> Yoshi. You want to ask what is Yoshi Butt Sex? Yeah. Why is it called uh, Yoshi Butt Sex? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is Yoshi Butt Sex? So Yoshi Butt Sex is literally you choose Yoshi as the driver. You select the Yoshi motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Any wheel is applicable as long as you're comfortable with it, but you have to specifically do both Yoshis. Okay. And then the glider has to be the clouds because then it just looks like the Yoshis are butt fucking. <laughs> oh no. And while you are driving, Every time you make a lap with Yoshi butt sex, you just have to do a Yoshi butt sex screech. Henceforth driving in like, Yoshi butt sex! See, I would have thought that would have meant something more of like the sound a Yoshi would make when it's having butt sex. So like, (laughs) or maybe that's not, what what sound would a Yoshi make while having sex? (laughs) No, I think it would be, it'd be like, a thalam. No, that's Birdo. Ooh, Birdo. Birdo would make it feel real good. You know that. And now that I've mentioned Birdo, you could alternatively use Birdo as the racer on top of a Yoshi cart, and then it would be a femboy butt sex. Hmm for all trans representation. We love that. We love Nintendo accidentally creating trans inclusion (laughs) and then somebody finding it and making it canon. (laughs) Get it, Nintendo. So that actually kind of leads me to a question that I was gonna ask you. And this one I'm really excited about. So I'm gonna name some characters, some common characters. And I want you to guess what their kink is. Okay, I have a similar question for you. Well, we're going to start off easy. And and I I thought of some of these special just for you, Stephen. But we're going to start off easy and we'll, we'll go through this list. If you think of any, feel free to shoot them out. But this is a question geared at you. Oh, boy, I'm so excited. Makes me want to do the real bad. I can't. I can't. That's. <laughs> I'm taking the dog, asshole. 
I'm taking the dog. What the snacks? Uh. Have you ever seen the movie Gentleman Broncos? I have not. It's written by the same guy that did Napoleon Dynamite, and she stars in it as the like dim-witted Midwestern suburban mom. Absolute perfect casting. Absolute brilliant performance. If I had to describe that movie in a way that was perhaps a little bit more, I don't know, thoughtful or premeditated, I would probably describe it as talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. Makes me want to reference Lady Gaga real bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think this episode is just going to be the Jennifer Coolidge episode. The Jennifer Coolidge show. That's it. There we go. Everything everything has to be done in a Jennifer Coolidge accent. (laughs) So let me ask you. Let's let's do an easy one. What do you think Mario's kink is? That's an easy one. We'll start off simple. Oh, he's definitely just plain vanilla down for laying pipe. Okay. Okay. Princess Peach. Oh, she's kinky. She's into butt stuff. And do you think Mario satisfies her? Oh, definitely not. Peach is polyamorous. Has to be. She likes to, you know, double down multiplayer mode and everybody's just got to jump in on her. Do you think Mario feels intimidated by her kinks? I don't think so. I think he's very comfortable with his vanillaism and laying down the pipe very flatly. Do you think her kinks are a big part of the reason why she's always getting kidnapped? Oh, definitely. Once <laughs> is an instant. Twice is an accent. Three times is a hobby. Four times, girl, you got a kink. I always say I'll try anything twice, but... She done tried it twice, twice over. She knows. She done tried it twice too many times. Okay. So what's Luigi's kink? Luigi is definitely a sub top. It's just pure sub. Okay. We, uh, we represent submissive tops in this space. You know, they exist. They're real. We uh, salute out to you, boys. Girls, they's, thems, submissive tops everywhere, you know? Subculture. Boop, boop. What do you think Wario's kink is? Wario definitely is into twigs. He likes them skinny. He likes them thin. So I'm going to go with that. But he also, his thing is, I'll try anything. So he's down for PNP. He's down for bondage. He's down for whatever. As long as he tries it once and it's just a roulette wheel, you can't do it. You can't just be like, oh, you know, tonight is going to be this. It has to be completely spontaneous for him to be into it. He's into random play, like just completely just you just got to walk up to him one day and just be like, here's the rope. Here's the candles. Let's go. And he's like, yeah, I'm down. He's totally. Ah. NSA. <laughs> ah. Makes me want to ah. real bad. This is going to be the hardest episode to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to shut off the podcast real bad. <laughs> I'm taking the <it> die. 
I'm taking the dog, asshole. What's Waluigi's kink? Okay. I reference this all the time. Mm -hmm. I talk about this story all the time. And I hate it. And it's forever a nightmare in my head. Oh, no. I think I have to preface it. So last year, we went to Otakon. And Otakon is famous for its Japanese content, all that fun stuff. But one thing they have is an after-hours burlesque show. We thought it would be a good idea to do that. However, and I'm not going to I'm not going to go into super detail about the performance because I think, you know, these people should burlesque dancers should get the acclaim that they're deserved. You know, it takes a lot of courage to go up on stage and whatnot and while it's not everybody's taste, it is very hard to do these things. Needless to say, I was not into it, did not like it. But the MC was dressed as Waluigi and he was putting on a Borat accent. So I have a very, very strong feeling like however inaccurate and confusing that was, it was painfully accurate and painfully just like Waluigi would be into it all. He is just a scum bucket skis ball very opposite Wario, where Wario is completely random. Waluigi is the one carrying the duffel bag of toys, and you're just like, dude, what do half the things in the bag do? Waluigi is knowingly spreading STDs. (laughs) Very, very, very yes. Very yes. (laughs) Okay, I buy that. He's Wario and Waluigi were the two that I was most uh, curious to hear about because they already are they've got the they've got the i was gonna say they've got the mustaches for it but you know four out of five ain't bad in terms of mustaches so far okay so let's shift gears here a little bit that was just the warm-up here well before we jump off kinks now i've got a question for you oh i wasn't done with kinks we were just shifting to uh those were the warm-up kinks those were the warm-up performers for the kinks oh okay let's move to an island nearby Isabel from Animal Crossing. Oh, Isabel is totally a dom. She just, she takes charge. She runs with it. She gets shit done. She's in and out record time. Okay. Okay. Does she have any specific kinks or is that just, is she just absolutely dominant? She's dumb. I think put her in the setting. She is an angel in the streets, but in the sheets, she is miss. She is the mistress. She will make sure she gets you on task and it gets done. So she's going to command you to go down. She's going to command you to get on all fours. She's going to beat you down and make sure you're listening. And she's going to tell you a story about her favorite magazine that she just you know, found while she was taking a dump in the bathroom for five too long minutes and then get back on course. And you know she's wearing full shiny leather while she's doing that. I'm sorry, full shiny pleather, head to toe. No, I think she would be wearing leather. I think she would be that one. And she's, like I said, angel. Oh, you know, I'm a princess and I'm this, that, and the third, and blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, come on, I want to play the game. And then behind closed doors, bam. Wait, why do you have a plaid leather skirt what does that why why and then bam she just hits you with the whip i bet you her kink is 
when she has the full head to toe leather pleather suit, whatever, you know, she chooses and she's got her whip. Her partner has a mask on with a zipper over their mouth so that they can't speak a single word. That's what she gets off on talking endlessly and her partner cannot just has to submit. Well, that's why I said she's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's why we have not seen Digby ever since my favorite of the siblings. He did. He did. He, he uh, locked away somewhere. How about our favorite gay couples, CJ and Flick? Feel free to pick one. Feel free to pick both. Okay. CJ and Flick. I think, I think Flick has more of the kinks because CJ goes away on trips. So CJ is on the sea, you know, he goes away, Flick experiments more. He has more fun in a way, but CJ is very um, monogamous. He He's very vanilla. He'll play around with what Flick likes, but CJ is just very, you know, I like what I like. If it's simple, it's simple. I don't care. Flick, on the other hand, he's into the kinky, skinky stuff. He's just like, you know, puppy play. He's into, you know, getting messy, getting dirty, getting railed by five different animals. He's into the parties. He is the go-to stereotypical, like, just gay burnout. Well, thank you for getting me a little bothered. I was thinking about (laughs) Flick being into some sort of, like, molting play where his, like, skin molts off and he does something with that. I don't know what that would look like, but I can assure you I will be thinking about that later. (laughs) Okay, okay. I love that. I love that dichotomy for the relationship it it feels absolutely apropos and their relationship so to speak is very they have an open relationship because cj recognizes he has to go away he you know he's out on sea for a while he doesn't have to do anything but he recognizes flick has certain needs that he can't meet while he's away henceforth they have an open relationship I didn't think I would be this hot this soon. I didn't think I would be this hot at all. I thought I was, that's okay. We haven't gotten to the ones that are special for you yet. So, okay. Okay. I have another couple for you. What do you think Kat Dora? What do you think their kink is? That's Katra and Adora from She-Ra. Both very monogamous. There is no openness to it. I think they're both switches. Neither one of them. Sometimes Katra likes to be the top sometimes she likes to be the bottom same thing with Adora the only thing I will say Katra specifically her kink would be giant women after seeing Adora transform into She-Ra she's just like damn girl I want to climb you like a tree (laughs) I could not fully commit to that Makes me want to meow real bad. (laughs) Katra just wants to fall into that giant pussy. Oh, yeah. And Adora, she, Adora specifically, is a little into, like, a little bit of pain play. She's not fully into it, but she loves when Katra busts out the claws and just leaves marks along her back. Adora is also into the you know the feline the the whole pussy narrative so netflix was setting us up for that one 
Yeah. Now, I wonder if Catra likes her tail to be pulled or if she likes it being left alone. Whose kink would that be or who would be more into it? It would depend on what Catra likes because if Catra doesn't like it, that's pleasure for her. She's the only one that can feel it. I can imagine her not liking it. I could imagine her playing with jealousy in some way. And maybe Adora plays with that and makes Katra a little bit jealous. Because, you know, Katra, Katra's a little possessive. She went through some shit. She didn't get over Adora the entire time. And I think while they have a happy relationship, Adora still likes to play with that a little bit and use that to get her a little bit spicier in bed. Because I think you're right. I think that they are a little like standard in, in a lot of ways, but they, they do venture out a little bit. I, I think you have it switched a little bit because Catra would be the more petty one, whereas Adora is more the kind hearted. I don't want to say simplistic, but she is like the nicer of the two. So I feel like Adora wouldn't play with the jealousy. She would be constantly reassuring. Oh, I love you, babe. This, that, and the third. I'm coming home. Here's my location. It's always turned on. So you can always <laughs> see where I'm at. But then when it came down to Catra, Catra doesn't have her location turned on. She's just like, oh, I'm out partying with Scorpia. And she's nowhere to be seen. And like, she knows Adora worries about that. And she sees, and she's just sitting at home, just like doing whatever. And Adora's like, oh my God, why is she hanging out with Scorpia? What are they doing? What bar are they at? Is she going to make out with Mermista? Like what's going on? Adora's spinning and Catra just gets off on that. And then Adora gets home and Catra's just like, yeah, I've been here for the past few hours. Dinner's ready. Here's my proof. <laughs> and then make up angry sex i buy that i buy that i don't think you're wrong at all about adora i think she uses the little bit of jealousy just playfully in bed i don't think she does it to hurt katra i just think she does it because she wants to get katra a little bit hotter and she wants to have some you know really good 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 okay here's one for you Farrick from legend of Korra. what is his kink Ooh. I think Farrakh is into it all. I think it's just Julie do the thing. And it is whatever she feels like, whatever she's in the mood for. Not to say he's a sub, because I don't think that is accurate for him. But I think he prefers if Julie takes in charge. He's more interested in what makes her happy. So do the thing is his safe word of just destroy me at your pleasure. And she runs the show. He's absolutely submissive. He is absolutely inept. He cannot take charge in anything. He's an ideas man, but he's not an execution man. He's not an execution man, but what? he allows it to happen. He still maintains his level of control to it. Come on, you can't be a water, you cannot be a water nation salesman and not get trampled on by all the other nations. I mean, he worked for Kuvira and she didn't kill him. That's true. He does have some cojones. And he does have a, a little bit of a dark side to him, if you will. Okay. Okay. My Hero Academia, the character is Deku. Ooh, he is totally sub. Sub, 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 sub. Okay. Okay, so let's get off that. I want to know what his kink is. What's his kink? What is he into that's specific to him? 
Oh, his kink is emotional damage. You just make him feel like shit, make him feel bad, make him cry. As long as he's crying, he is getting off and it is just open in the floodgates. Without a hundred percent, he is the purest cinnamon roll. And that cinnamon roll is going to leak as long as you call him a piece of shit, kick him while he's down and tell him he is no good. Steven, I'm very bothered right now. <laughs> so let me let me uh, turn that off. The next character on the list, the Deku Tree from Ocarina of Time. Ooh, definitely Dom Top. Starfish is his preferred position, <laughs> and he won't. Ha- he'll tell you do all the work. You're gonna do everything. Blah blah blah, which is what makes him a Dom. But he won't hesitate to tell you when you're doing it wrong. You're just going to hear a, hey, listen. Hey, listen. Cut the shit. Do it right. The Deku tree is a pillow princess. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) let me ask you this question. Have you ever seen him move? I have not seen him move. I've seen him jiggle. Well, you know, happens when you get a little hard. You jiggle a little bit, but that's not really motion. That's just the wind affecting change. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So in a similar vein, what's Ganondorf's kink? Oh, Ganondorf, he is definitely a misogynistic dom top. Very, very into, if he ever finds himself with a woman, he has to be in charge. He has to be in control. He has to make them feel like shit and just belittle them as much as humanly possible. And that stems from his abuse growing up being the only male in an all-female tribe. Therefore, while they treated him like a prince and they you know, kept him sheltered, he feels that that was too much and now he has to go and assert his dominance. He is compensation for small male penis incarnate. Does Ganondorf have a micro penis? He's actually packing pretty well. He's got a decent size one i'm not saying i'm saying like he just exerts masculine energy at high volumes that is just like dude your dick is way too small Mm -hmm. he's the jeff bezos of that universe he's overcompensating for something he's got some issues if you will i wouldn't even say jeff bezos because he's overcome ganondorf overcompensates for no reason because he could get link whenever however he wants he just has to treat link right Maybe that's why he's overcompensating. He just wants Link. He just doesn't have the communication skills. Exactly. That's sad. That makes me that makes me question everything I know about The Legend of Zelda. And <laughs> I just feel bad for him now. Well, Link and Zelda are like gay best friends. Zelda is like, oh, Absolutely. girl, you know what Ganondorf was talking about when he captured me, <laughs> this, that, and the third. And Link's like, girl, you know, I love him. You know, like... I want us to be a thing. Like, you got to stop doing that. I want him. Like, use your powers for good, homie. Like, we're supposed to be best friends. Why are you not treating me like that? And she's just like, well, you're just jealous because, like, he just wants me and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just full chaos, chaos relationship. And Ganondorf is the questioning straight guy. Like, damn, I'm into Link. But, like, Zelda. But I'm into Link. Maybe Ganondorf is bi. Closet by. Yeah, yeah, could be. He's just another case of a stupid man. Men are stupid. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <sighs> sorry. We is all garbage. 
Okay. Okay. So let's, let's move a little bit adjacently here. Sephiroth. Oh, Sephiroth is femboy dom top. He tells you what you, what he wants, how he wants it, when he wants it. He is in complete control. And when you think you're in control, he's going to flip it on you and just be like, nah, bitch. Nah, this is what I wanted from the start. Make me happy. He's a little bit of a narcissist. It sounds like he's going to, he's going to tell you nice things or maybe even not a nice things, but when you just, when you think you have a handle on the way things are going to go, he's going to flip it. So that way you're never sure of where things are going to go. And you're always questioning. You're always like, am I standing on sand right now? What is actually going on? This is very confusing. Sephiroth does the all too common thing of not paying a direct compliment. He'll lead you on. He'll breadcrumb you just like, oh, this was great. Or, you know, reassures you like, oh, this is great. And then he'll just throw that in your face. And it's just like, I never said you were great. I never said that. He is full-blown, emotional, destructive Dom Top. I can buy that. Does he like to play with his sword in bed? Oh, definitely. And he is packing as big as a sword is Masamune. And it is, he knows how to use it. He knows how to wield it. Let him take charge. And you've just been... Sephiroth. Black materiated. You've just been, fuck. You've just been black materiated. <laughs> He likes to use his black materia as anal beads. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Makes me want to bloop real bad. (laughs) He has has a materia anal bead. (laughs) Now I want one. The red ones make you feel warm inside. The blue ones chill you to the bone don't insert the yellow ones no don't insert the purple ones the purple ones are deadly yeah okay okay this one's a toss-up i don't know how you're gonna take this one uh because this one's this one's a little left field mr freddy krueger because you know mr freddy krueger is a gay icon he definitely is a gay icon i would say freddy What's his kink? His kink is definitely torture. He likes to have you pinned down. He definitely is heavy into BDSM or the Jabari rope play. Mm-hmm. And he just loves to tie you up. He loves to hold you down. And he loves to watch you squirm and squiggle. So he's definitely dominant, whether top or bottom. I think he's going to be more switch. Because sometimes he likes to let you feel like, oh, I can break free. I can get out. And other times it's just like, nah, bitch, I'm in control. You're in my house. Okay. So I've got a couple more, just a few more here for you. But these are all uh, specific for you, Stephen. Let's, uh, let's, Let's switch gears here and let's go into a universe that we both love very much. I'd like to know the kink of Evie. Mm. Mm. Is that hard, Stephen? Is it hard, Stephen? How does it feel? This is a tough one. Uh, I really, I really want to say, okay, Evie is definitely a twink. 
Evie is a twink, and each evolution is a different variation of gay archetypes. So maybe Evie himself or herself, just Evie, is the template, and Evie could be just very... Is Evie vanilla or is Evie standard twink? What does that mean? So Evie is not, Evie doesn't know. So I think it's more accurate to say Evie is testing the waters. Evie would be bi. Okay. Whether male (laughs) or female. And depending on what Evie likes would trigger an evolution, so to speak, and make the specific evolution appear. Okay. Evie is the Q in LGBTQIA. Well, one of the Qs. Evie is questioning because Evie's questioning. Evie's queer. No, Evie is queer because Evie is neither gay, straight, bi, lesbian. Like Evie is just, Evie falls into every category, but no category simultaneously. Uh huh. And Evie's kink is exploring. Evie will try everything. It'll do everything. And again, whatever it likes, it'll evolve into. So if it's into leather play, it'll be an Umbreon. If it's a femboy or femgirl and it's into being dumb or submissive, it would be a Sylveon. If it's, um, if it's, you know. If it's into some pain, it would be a Jolteon, like said electricity. If it likes to, you know, be a Vaporeon. Exactly. That's a Vaporeon. If it's flashy and eloquent, if it's more of like a flamboyant, but it's also just like dirty and it likes to really get down rough, it'd be a Flareon. If it's more tomboyish or more like, yeah, I'm into dirty shit, it would be a Leafeon. If it's a pillow princess, it's a Glaceon. Why, why can we describe this so easily? <laughs> I was going to say, I wasn't expecting the whole evolutionary tree, but God damn, did it come easily. And honestly, I thought this one was going to be the one to trip you up. Actually, no, I didn't. Next on the list, I would like you to describe the kink of one Steven Universe. <gasps> uh, Steven, okay, Steven is very, very monogamous. While he can have other relationships, super monogamous. You have his heart, his heart is yours. He will not do anything outside of your relationship. And if a situation arises before conversation can happen, it's going to be shut down to his own demise. He's very, very self-giving or self-sacrificing for his lover, his kink specifically. He's very, very vanilla. He's down to try anything, but it's up to his lover and what they want to do and how they do it. So he's open. However, monogamy is the key here. Steven is so pure. I love that. That made me happy. Oh, Steven, Steven, uh, I agree with you. Steven will try anything, but he doesn't have the uh, wherewithal to go out of his way to find these things. You have to bring the ropes and the ties to him and he'll try them, but he's not going to ever say like, tie me up. Okay. Okay. Well, that only leaves one person left on my list. The main character from Kingdom Hearts. I think his name is Cloud Strife. Oh, yeah. Steven, is that his name? His name is Cloud Strife or Steven Strife or 
Deku universe. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts. I think it's, I actually think it might be Mickey Mouse as the main character, or could it be Johnny Depp? Who's the no, main character of Kingdom Hearts? Okay. <laughs> what is that person's kink? Okay, so Cloud is actually in Kingdom Hearts. So you, are we going with Cloud or are we going with Sora? We're going with Sora. Okay. Sora is, again, another painfully monogamous character. He will spend 12 years, 14 years, endless battles, endless strife, getting it only once a year for the next 14 years. If he's lucky, maybe once every two years. He's, he's, he's in for the long haul, so he's very much emotional attachment. However, he's very asexual. He doesn't need the sex. He's just in it for the emotional connection. Aw, well, you did turn me on and now you just ended me with being wholesome and sad. So what a fun exercise that was, Steven. Do you feel- You can't, you can't hit me with my main Smash character and not expect me to like hit you hard with that one. Cause like, I don't think like, if you were to say, okay, like Riku from Kingdom Hearts, then I'd be like, okay, Riku's into some dark shit. He's into kinky play. He's down for BDSM. He is down and dirty. He'll get dirty with you. However- Sora will, if he finds you in a sex dungeon, he's going to walk through everything, complete blinders on, like everybody's going to be completely naked doing things and he's not going to care. He's going to grab you by the wrist and take you home. And he's going to make sure that you had dinner, you've taken a bath, you've been warmed up, you have a hot cocoa waiting for you and you're tucked into bed and he's going to be right there cuddling next to you. I want that, but then I also want it mixed with the other guy who'll be like a weird freak as well. Yeah, I I want the Hannah Montana best of both worlds. Where can I get that? ShopRite. Oh, perfect. Will they have a sale on that? Perhaps for Black Friday? No, it's only part of the King Kang sale. Okay, the King Kang sale. Perfect. I'm going to uh, stop by next January. Do they, are they still doing the summer King Kang sale? They don't do the, the summer King Kang sale that actually goes to the... Fuck. I, there, was a straight, there was a straight joke I wanted to throw in there, and I completely botched it. It's okay. You don't have to make straight jokes. This is a safe space. No, it was like the, the, the Honda summer day sale. Straight people know. Straight people always want to say, you have gay pride. When is straight pride? Y'all know when the Old Navy's 4th of July sale is. There you go. <laughs> Took me a minute, but I got there. Will I edit out the mumbles and bumbles? Maybe. No. 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 Maybe. No, Isabel. Just hurry up and get me off. Stop hitting me with the whip and constantly talking. She can't hear me. She has me muted. She has me gagged. She doesn't care if I come or not. This is all about Isabel. This is the Isabel hour. And she's into she's into long play too. She wants like a two to three hour session or more. So while she has you gagged, would she have you gagged with a squeaky toy or with like a ball gag? Oh, absolutely a ball gag. She doesn't want to hear a single word that's going to compete with her monologue. It's all about her, you know. If I had a squeaky toy, that's me being able to express myself in some sort of way. And she doesn't want that. Not a single peep comes from me or whoever. I, I, I shouldn't place myself in that situation because that sounds torturous. 
it doesn't matter whoever like it she just doesn't want to hear a peep she is like nope you are not going to speak mm-hmm. she she'll give no fucks she is in charge and she's letting you know she's in charge with a 30 minute monologue a button a button a button i just want to play exactly okay okay so let's switch gears here i've got another question for you unless you got something for me steven so i've got a question for you shoot in a world where half the population turns into weapons where do you fall along on that are you a weapon or somebody who can use a weapon and how does that relate to your kink that's hard that's hard because i'll be honest i could go either way on that i could see myself being a weapon because i like giving control up to other people and letting other people take the reins i find that very uh that does it for me. But then I also don't like giving up control. I also like being in control at the same amount of time. I would be one of the ones that could transform into a weapon, but could also be a weapon wielder myself. If I was a weapon, I would be some sort of blunt blade or I would be a, a zombie apocalypse tool. You don't You don't choose a gun. You don't choose something that has gas. You choose a machete or a katana or a bat with nails in it. I would be something like that. I might be a bat with nails in it. It's kind of like, you got to know how to use it. It's kind of dangerous and a little scary, but if you know how to use it right, you know? You know, I've known my answer for years, especially since after I've watched this anime. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever considered a bat with nails as a weapon to transform into. I I feel like that is painfully accurate for you, but also surprisingly, like, just so out of left field. It was like, you got me there. I'm not nearly as polished to be a katana. I don't think I have the brute strength to be a machete, but I've got a fair amount of strength behind me and I've got some. I got emotional damage. I can leave you scarred. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for reading me for filth there, Stephen. Thank you for letting all the people know. But don't we all have scars? That's not reading. Uh, I didn't hear the library open. Well, thank you for making me out myself, Stephen. I thought this was a safe space where people didn't out themselves. I don't have emotional damage. I'm only six years old. I don't know what pain is yet. I'm only worried about getting up and eating my bologna and cheese sandwich and watching cartoons in the morning. I'm going to go watch Franklin the Turtle and I'm going to (gasps) then watch Price is Right with my grandma and then she's going to go watch her soap opera and I'm going to go away bored. I'm going to go do a Where's Waldo puzzle and then my mom's going to pick me up later and I'm going to go home and go to sleep. So have you seen Schitt's Creek yet? The one time I decided to date a man that had the same name as me showed me Schitt's Creek and we just sat around watching Schitt's Creek and I thought it was super funny, but I haven't finished it yet because I can't get over how weird it was dating someone with the name Matt. And I never said his name to his face, not a single time. I would just be like, hey, 
hey, you, hey. Hey, listen. Basically, it was so, it was so strange. And he also, I don't think I know his, knew his real voice because he liked to go into uh, voices. Makes me want to know his real voice real bad. He was a interesting character, but he was also only five foot one and he was like pocket size and I was hot. It was super hot. But to answer your question, I have seen a few episodes of Shit's Creek. Yes, Miss Miss Moira, Miss Moira Shit or Miss Moira Creek. I don't know what her last name is. Miss Moira Rose. Rose. There we go. The actor who played Patrick is also the voice of Franklin. Which one's Patrick? Oh, wait, no. Which one's Patrick? Patrick's the boyfriend. I didn't get that far. I should watch Shit's Creek. I would enjoy it. I know I would. You really would. It's super heartwarming. It's super like, it's just lovable. But yes, for everybody out there listening, Noah Reed is the voice of Franklin and boyfriend to David. And it is just like, for all us millennials, please, I am sorry. I apologize. But squee, squee hard. Do you agree or disagree that there's a SpongeBob meme for every situation? I disagree. Surprising, but okay. Do you want to back that up or do you want to just leave it at that? I'm not going to back it up, but I'm not going to leave it where it's at because I do disagree just because like it, it just there is a SpongeBob meme for every occasion. And I'm just I'm mad about it and I don't want there to be. But there is oh. and so forth. I do not acknowledge it, but I also I do not accept it, but I do acknowledge it. OK, note to self. Question for you, Stephen. What's the straightest thing you've ever done? Brush my teeth. that's fair i wiped my no that's i was gonna say that's pretty gay steven are you saying gay people don't brush their teeth no just the way i brush my teeth what does that mean that means i don't try and deep throat the toothbrush as fast and hard as i can i don't let it make me cry and i don't you know wish it was in a really stable relationship with me and i dump it about every three months that sounds kind of gay though well, all that is gay. Like, it just I dump it every three months. So, you know, I'm a serial datist. That's pretty straight. Um, you know, I don't try and deep throat it and let it gag me and cry. I got some self-worth there. Okay. Okay. That could have gone better. We will con, 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 can, can sale. Okay, Steven, I, I got you with this one. Pick a name, any name. Make it a man's name, though. John. John? Yep. Okay. Uh... Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. John Cena, John Wick, John Wilkes Booth. Ooh, okay. I didn't know we were going there, but marry John Cena because of Wipeout, how he is in Wipeout, and seeing or listening to other podcasts where he has been the guest. He just seems like he would plan the wedding out very nicely. He would treat me very nicely. Uh, everything would be great. And then when it came down to bed, it would always be a good time. Fuck John Wick, just because I would love to meet the puppy before he dies. And then I guess kill the other John. The other one, the shitty one. Okay. We'll, uh, we should revisit that at some point. We can, we can come back to that game. That's a fun, quick game to play. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I got one. Okay. David Rose, David Beckham, or um, 
David from the Bible? I guess I will fuck the football player because I bet he's in good shape. I will marry David Rose because I know he's gay and we'll have a good life and kill the guy from the Bible because he's probably already dead anyway. So I wouldn't have to worry anything about killing a skeleton. But also if he's in the Bible, that means he's like real like hoity-toity and he probably wouldn't get along with me anyway. He'd probably be like, that's inappropriate or you can't do that. You can't say those things. You can't joke about that. And I, I'm not here for that. That's that's going to cramp my style. If you're going to if you're going to put some sort of like leash on me like that, at least that sort of leash, I'm not here for that. He would have slayed a giant for you. So that would have been one thing because he did take out Goliath to save his people and he did become a king. So you would have been rich. But what if I wanted the giant? Touche. Did you ever think about that? What if I wanted to climb a giant man? I don't know if I've ever told you about this specific kink of mine, Stephen, but I'm into giant play and just the idea of either being a giant and fucking around on earth when everyone's like normal size and like crushing buildings or climbing up a giant and like hanging on to like a giant cock and like (laughs) swinging around and shit like that. Oh my God. And it doesn't even have to be like super giant. It could be like 10 feet tall giant, 15 foot giant, seven story giant. I'm here for all of it. Someone's into kaiju play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would be me. (sighs) Okay. Steven, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a very simple question. Anka Jams. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, why am I such a catch? Tell me, answer me that, riddle me that. Because you're long, so you have a, well, you're tall, so you have, you know, a lot to grab onto as you're flying through the air. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You would also be screaming while you're going through the air, so you're easier to recognize. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly iconic. And then... You also have a nose ring, so we could always just use a magnet, and that's why you are such a catch. Thank you, Stephen. I'm tall, iconic, and stylish. For all the people out there, he said it, not me. That's why I'm a catch. Just get your fishing rods out. Do a little one of these. That's a little... Makes me want to go fishing real bad. Steven, what the and for everybody, <laughs> for everybody out there, just make sure you're using Indian food as bait. Makes me want to get diarrhea real bad. Uh, uh, makes me feel good. Now that you've said that, uh, did you know Jennifer Coolidge was in one of the Austin Power movies? She was? Uh, yeah. I, I went and I shared that TikTok around uh-huh. and one of the people was just like, she was in the second Austin Powers movie. I was like, no, she w- didn't have a prominent role. She was like maybe two minutes or something, uh-huh. but apparently she was in the second one. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Steven, that's crazy. I know. Makes me want to watch Austin Powers real bad. Yeah, baby. Yeah makes me wanna yeah baby real bad 
Well, Stephen, today after this uh, this joke of an episode, has it been a joke? I don't think it's a joke. Why would you say such a hurtful thing, Stephen? April Fools. This has been a dream all along. Oh, <gasps> Inception! Fever dream. You took too many cups of tea before bed, and then you put a blanket on over top of you, and you're wearing a full coat to bed. Fever dream. Urgh, makes me want to get teabagged real bad. Stop it. That makes me want to get teabagged real bad. Don't say that. <laughs> you set me up for that one perfectly. Makes me want to lick a ball sack real bad. That's inappropriate. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, okay now i've got a question for you okay if you had a completely useless superpower and i mean like it does nothing or trying to figure out how to use it in a superhero setting it's just not worth it something like super sight or being able to float an object 10 inches at 10 seconds at a time how would you use it for both foreplay and superhero work whipped cream would come out of my nipples you were way too prepared for that (laughs) because think about it we're in bed and i'm like my nipples are sensitive i want to touch them and so the guy goes to touch them and then he gets a little uh and then it's like well just keep touching him it makes me feel good and then before you know it he's licking whipped cream off of me and then who's creamy surprise who's getting the last laugh then it's me and how would i use it to stop crimes yep i go up to the villain and say my nipples are really sensitive you want to test it out and i do a little uh he'd see it and he'd be like do you want a record deal and i'd be like absolutely and then he'd say you want to come back to my office and i'd say (laughs) can i bring somebody with me you know i'm really into this whole like orgy thing right now like just the more people (laughs) we bring the better and they all have their own like condiments like i have a friend that spoots mustard you know he's not very popular but he's still a great guy like we could bring him along and the guy and the joker who is now a record executive would say makes me want a hot dog real bad and then we'd all eat hot dogs. Now, now all I'm just thinking is, oh yeah, I'm going to bring my buddy mustard nips over here. And just like, <laughs> and, and just like, just sitting down, relaxing, cool, whatever. And just like, can you just put mustard on my dick and like, just blow me? Like, have you done that before? Is that a thing? Could that be a kink? It could be. I would totally do that. Like, <laughs> but it, ha- it can't be yellow mustard. I want like some good Dijon mustard. Because that tastes real good. And then it would just be a little bit of like. (laughs) I love mustard. Not ketchup though. Because then it would be like blood. And I'd be like, this is spooky. I I don't, I don't want this. I would even like go so far as to do like. uh, (laughs) Well, if anybody out there has done that, please let us know if you have in graphic detail of the story because I would love to read it and share it with everybody. No names have to be included, but I feel like this is like great content. So please get back to us with your condiment based kinks, please. 
or not even condiment based kinks, just like any food sexual play, anything like sex in the kitchen with chocolate syrup and I have to lick it off my partner or whatever, something fun. Like the mustard is just new. Chocolate feels way too like overdone chocolate syrup or regular syrup. I want to hear like mustard, ketchup. I licked relish off my partner's ass crack. Mm, I skeeved a little bit, everybody, but that I would love to read that story. I did a line of chili powder (laughs) off my partner's belly button. (laughs) I was sneezing all night long. We were both so into it. It made the finale very explosive. My partner really wanted to try Coke in bed. So I went to the store. I got a pound of flour, put it in a little dime bag, put it all over my stomach and let him snort flour and what he thought was cocaine off my stomach. That's called love. That's called making your partner's dreams come true and just doing it in a way that's safe. I support that. I love that. I hope one day I can have a partner who supports me in that way or says to me, I want to do cocaine and says to me, go to the store. And I have the forethought to say, I'm going to go buy some flour. And I go to the store and I buy some flour because it's on sale at ShopRite. And I also buy little bags from the dollar store next door. And then I come back home and he does a line of flour off my chest, followed by a line of mustard off my cock. And then (laughs) we just... We're basically just eating dinner at that point. But then I serve him dinner and he says, have you been eating pineapple? And I'm like, yeah, it tastes good, doesn't it? And I'm like, I know it tastes good. And that's how it goes. No, you're you're supposed to say, I'm glad you noticed. I'm glad you noticed, babe. Uh, Makes me want a pineapple real bad. Makes me want to eat a Froot Loop real bad. Oh my God. Makes me want to text a Fruit Loop real bad. No, so um, I've got a funny story about that. When we would go to the bars with a friend, mm-hmm. he would go scouting, perusing to bring somebody home. You know, the usual got needs that need to be filled. It is what it is. And we would be supportive and whatnot. We would call the loop around the club or the bar a Fruit Loop. <laughs> how appropriate yeah it, it was just one of those and it was just like oh yeah he's gonna go do a fruit loop and then like if i went to the bathroom and came back and he was missing it was just like fruit loop yeah he's doing a fruit loop so it was just it's painfully appropriate and it's just like a great way of just saying okay you know my friend's on the prowl without making him sound like a creep it makes him sound approachable and fun exactly and a little flamboyant and a little bit flamboyant. Spring is coming. Fruit Loop time. Toot toot. Toot toot. How are you feeling, Stephen? What's your what's your <sighs> mood? What's your temperature? Because I tell you what, I am both hungry and I am hot. I'm all hot and bothered and I want the dog. <laughs> Making me wanna go find a dog real bad. Does Jennifer Coolidge say anything else in any of her movies? She just says those two lines. She just says the combination of dog, bad, jackass, real. Like that's her lines. Like the writers that write for her have a real difficult time because they can only have like a limited vocabulary. No, no, no. She has another line. Jinkies. It was the proprietor all along. (laughs) Fuck. Is she even a real person at this point? Oh, she definitely is. I mean, she's made 95% out of silicone 
but she is a real person. That was that was mean. I love Jennifer Coolidge. I love you. Like I just say that out of jest. You just say it out of jealousy. Is it? No. Because I would really love to do stuff. Yeah, it is jealousy because I would love to bone one of the Stifler brothers. Yeah, I don't. I never saw that movie, so I don't. I don't know. Real bad. Real bad. Real bad. No, that's American Pie. Real pie. Pie day was a few days ago. Yes, it was. And I'm so mad I did not have pie on pie day. Oh, well. I went through the whole day like, oh, I'm going to have a piece of pie. I'm going to have a piece of pie. I'm going to have a piece of pie. Pie day came and it went and I was like, damn it. I did not have pie. Uh, Makes me want a pizza pie. I just want a cream pie. Makes me want a cream pie real bad. (laughs) This is just going to be the Jennifer Coolidge episode. I think that we have to severely put the kibosh on the Jennifer Coolidge after this episode. This is the one and only time after that. Give us a year and then she'll be out of the box. She'll be back next year, folks. You heard it here first. Absolutely. Next April Fool's Jennifer Coolidge here on this show, which is why you should like share subscribe um whatever else that those things and people do because you know sometimes when a boy likes a boy or a girl likes a girl or a boy and a girl like each other they look at each other and they say do you listen to podcasts and then they're like yeah great let's go bone and listen to a really nerdy case and see that's just how you get laid science Exactly. Yeah. Like we're just going to keep whispering sweet nothings into your ear until they say, just shut up and put your mouth on it. I don't want to hear you anymore. Just drop it. Steven, were you watching me last night? Cause that's what happened. <laughs> shut up and stop talking already. You stupid fuck. I wonder if, if that would be Isabel's kink. Like somebody just, she's just waiting for somebody to tell her to shut up and just put her head down. Why is, why was that my thought? She's waiting for the like super dom to like take her on. She really is. And that's it folks. Have a good night. Like, share, subscribe. This is utter nonsense today. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Follow us at Really Nerdy Gaze on Facebook and Twitter and your local convenience store. This is Matt saying, I'm taking the dog, asshole. <laughs> what does she say? She doesn't say asshole. She says, I'm taking the dog, jackass. Something like that. Anyway, and this is Steve. You can find me at your local convenience store right next to the KY Jelly. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Bye-bye, everyone. I love you. You're all beautiful, and I value your inner qualities just as much as your outer beauty. You make the world a better place for us all to exist in, except you. You know who you are. And find me if you ever want to start a fire because we can start fires together and burn the whole world. Except you. You don't know who you are, but I do. And that's all that matters. We sure told them. 
I'm coming for you with blood and matches. I hope they know. They know what they did. And I hope they know that we know and we're not letting it go. Nope. Ever. Nope. Sorry, everybody else. Because in the else. end, it doesn't even matter. We're not, you're not going to get me to sing that. <laughs> Earworms! No, Stephen, Stephen, I got to leave. I got to leave. I've got, I've got to go eat some hot dogs. Pineapple. Hot dogs <laughs> and pineapples. Bye, everyone. I'm going to go have a full feast of pineapple. Bot dog, bye bye. Okay, bye bye, bye bye everyone. He's putting a hot dog in his pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>